Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this very special episode. I am super excited to announce that this is our 50th episode, and we aren't even quite a year old yet. So thank you so much, Lip Talk Nation, for your support. You have been inspiring to me and amazing. I can't wait also to introduce our special guest. But before I do, I want to touch base on our most recent episode that I personally did on how to get unstuck. Many people have been asking me to do my own episode on getting unstuck, so I shared one simple yet unusual step to unlocking your full potential for you to figure things out. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources such as the blog, coaching, speaking engagements, and much, much more for you to live a life in purple. On our show today, we have someone I have admired for over a year now. She's a motivator, wife, mom, and a fitness coach. Tony Odom knows exactly what it's like to go from being overweight to fabulous and fit. I watch her post daily and she inspires others to take action of their own lives to live a healthy and happy life. Tony believes that it's not about going on a diet, but she believes living a healthy lifestyle. She has the gift to inspire and truly lives out her passion. What a fantastic person to have on the show for our 50th episode. Welcome to the show, Tony. How are you today? I'm doing well, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is such an honor for me. Well, uh, the feeling is definitely mutual. I am super excited to to share your story with Lip Talk Nation. I cannot wait for the whole world to know your story. Tony, but before we get started, I would love for you to share with us where you're from, a little about yourself, and how you got started in the fitness world. Okay, great. Thanks, Laura. I am from a small town in Louisiana on the north shore of New Orleans called Pearl River, Louisiana. Some of you may have heard of it. Most of you probably haven't. I moved to Pensacola in 1997. I came here on a music scholarship. I had actually transferred from a college in Oklahoma to finish out my college career at the University of West Florida, where I graduated. Met my husband in 2001. We've been married for almost 15 years now. We have a beautiful little girl who is seven, and we just have a great life. We are a passionate, dynamic family who really does everything on purpose and out loud, truly. We believe in showing kindness and greatness and just being the example that other people need to have in their life. And so we are truly blessed, love our little life and love our little family and try to make it a purpose to have fun every day. So that's a little bit about me. 
uh, my background. As far as my health and fitness journey, I can say that the catalyst for that was when our little girl was born. I come from a huge family in Louisiana filled with cooks and good eaters, and we always centered everything that we did, it seemed, around food. We were just food lovers. And so when Brennan came along, it just made me so much more conscious of the fact that I had literally hated my weight my entire life. From the time that I was 10 on, I would consider myself overweight. And I had dieted and yo-yoed and put on 20 pounds and took off 30 pounds and put on 30 pounds. And it just was a constant cycle of always seemingly drowning in a diet of some kind. And so when Brennan was born, I became super conscious of the fact that God had entrusted me with this life of a little girl and that it was my example that was going to give her the her self-worth. And she was going to learn that from me being her mother. And it was me not wanting to give her that negative self-image that comes down, you know, from from wherever we get it from, especially as women. I hear more and more in my fitness classes that guys do it too. But I think as women, especially, we are super self-critical. And I just wanted to be able to keep up with her as a toddler and, and then to show her a better example of of a lifestyle. And also, I wanted her to um, have a different relationship with her body than I ever had. I wanted her to acknowledge her body for what it could do. It could, it can run, it can jump, it can do gymnastics if she wants to, it can do karate, it can play sports, it can do everything that you want, but we have to treat it like the vessel that we were designed to be. And that was my huge catalyst for wanting to embark on a lifestyle change. And that was basically motherhood. Tony, I have so many goosebumps right now because what you said sparks an interest in myself and a passion because I love helping other people succeed as well. And so when you said that you decided to change your mind, to change your lifestyle when your daughter was born, and I love that. I love that you became aware of how you were talking to yourself and I love how you decided to do something about it because you didn't want your daughter to be self-critical because we naturally do that and you wanted her to be okay and to love her own body and that it can run and that it can do so many things and I really want you to hold on to this Lip Talk Nation that you are going to hear some pretty powerful tips coming up from Tony on how you can also do the same thing because it truly is a mindset. When I first met you Tony there was such an instant connection between us. I know I've told you this before. You have such a positive vibe and you radiate confidence And I knew I wanted to get you on the show and I needed to get to know you. So for those who may not know you and your whole story yet, will you share with us what it was like physically and mentally for you before you decided to take care of yourself? Well, like I said, it was a lifestyle of being overweight. It was something that I was cognizant of my entire life. And in addition to that, though, I can say that I was an athlete. I played sports. I I definitely wasn't a a couch potato. I mean, I would consider myself active. I just was somebody that literally struggled with weight. And I want to choose my words carefully here, too, because one of my main missions is that, you know, who we are and what we are isn't about a look. 
one of the things that I wanted more than anything was to choose a healthier lifestyle for longevity. And, and that's my mission in what I try to teach people as well. So when I first started, I really, I just knew that I needed something that would catch on as a change that would be for the long term. And so that was my main starting point of, I have to stop what I've been doing all along and start something different. And this is where I, and I also wanted it to not be the same cycle of dieting and failed exercise that I had embarked on my entire life. This was about something that was going to change my life, that this was it, that I, it it goes back to motherhood and the image that I wanted to portray to my little girl. I didn't want my little girl to hear me say I was on a diet all the time. I wanted my lifestyle to change. That way we were a family who embarked on health. We wanted to be the family. And many of you know this and some of you don't is that my husband and I went on this journey together. He had gained weight since we had gotten married and had gone from being super active and super physical to both of us had become pretty sedentary in our life. And, and we wanted to be able to go on vacations. And when we went places, we didn't just, you know, sit, we hiked or we, you know, we could be in a community and like we could go on runs. And when we chose activities, they would be things that involved being active and being able to show our little girl that we could have fun and that we don't look at computer screens and we don't sit on the couch and we don't watch a lot of TV. That's what we really wanted from this journey was a true lifestyle change. I wanted a complete 180 of where we were going because I think parenthood was such a a huge change for the way that I looked at my life. Okay, you said something that I want Lip Talk Nation to even write down. So if you're not driving, I would love for you to catch on to this. You said who we are and what we are is not about a look. And I love that is so important for everyone to understand, even those young girls, like you said, you had a daughter born and you didn't want her to be pressured into being a certain thing. And you also said that you didn't want your daughter to hear you say, oh, I'm on a diet and you know, the back and forth cycle. And I really think that a lot of listeners are going to really relate to you because it is so important. It isn't about a look. It is really about how you feel inside and this healthy, active lifestyle that people can actually do. Tony, as you started making progress and living this new lifestyle, did you start seeing improvements right away or was it a slow and steady thing? Did you have peaks and plateaus? Will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, let me tell you that my journey started, this whole lifestyle change really started when I found CrossFit. For me, CrossFit was a huge turning point for me. A good friend of mine in Louisiana where I was from, had just started her CrossFit journey the year before. And I literally, one day on Facebook, she put a picture of herself up and she was in one leg of a pair of jeans that she had had from like the year before. And I was mind blown because I was like, this is somebody who I know comes from the same background that I do. We grew up in the same community. She struggled with her weight all along. She's been on diets. I mean, we had done everything from every group weight loss program to everything and nothing ever worked. And so a really good friend of mine who I've been friends with since fourth grade had recently become a CrossFit coach. So my other friend who was losing weight by leaps and bounds was her coach. And so these were two 
hugely influential people that I knew from my past that were getting their lives changed with this new fangled method called CrossFit. And so the beauty of CrossFit at the beginning was you changed unbelievably because you would go into the gym and, you know, you're met with a, a nutritional background where most CrossFit people eat a paleo or a primal lifestyle diet. So immediately upon your workout program, you're giving up anything processed. So you're just eating real food, not on a diet plan, not weighed and measured, not portioned, nothing, just eliminating the garbage in your life, no sugar, nothing like that. But these workouts are planned every day for you by a coach. So you're going and you're doing things that you literally never thought that you could do before. So you saw amazing progress, like right out of the gate. I think that in my first six weeks of CrossFit, I dropped two jean sizes, which is truly unheard of and nothing that I had ever done before. And I think that that was the amazing part because for me, not only was I losing weight and my body was changing, but I was empowered by strength. CrossFit, you lift weights and you run and you do all of these crazy things that people on the outside always give us such a bad rap for because they think that we're lunatics, but it works. And you're in a group fitness environment and you have a coach who, you know, is there every day and tells you what to do. And so it really is foolproof. And so if you follow the guidelines and you are consistent in your practice of CrossFit, the changes came unbelievably fast for me. And that was in May of 2013 for me. I think I walked into a CrossFit gym for the first time at roughly 225 pounds. And I'll never forget the first day that I had to do push-ups against the wall. That was the level of out of shape and heavy that I was when I finally was like, okay, this is it. And so for a solid year, I consistently lost weight, but not only, you you can't really rely on the scale. I always tell people that all the scale tells you is your gravitational pull on the earth. You know, my genes would change constantly and for a year, but then after a year, I would say that I definitely hit a plateau as far as weight was concerned and size. I didn't get any smaller for the next two years, actually. Stayed the same gene size, basically hovered around the same weight on the scale, but what I was capable of doing in the gym always changed. I was always getting better, always getting stronger, always capable of moving more weight. And so the relationship changed, you know, it was different, but I can't say that as the woman that I am, and I think that it's one of the things that we just always fall into is that was even then desiring more. And so I think that when I hit my next plateau, that in February of this year, I changed a lot of what I was doing and changed my diet again and have since lost another 25 pounds and gone down another three gene sizes since February of this year. And so I think that you always just have to acclimate, but then be able to change and decide how you're going to move on to that next step. Like you have to constantly be reevaluating your goals and deciding where you want the next step of your journey to go. It has to be ever evolving or else not only would you reach a plateau, I think physically, but I think that mentally you would reach a plateau as well because 
I don't think that you ever want to become stagnant in a process. And I know I did. Okay, Tony, you gave us a lot to chew on right here. The last thing that you said that stood out to me was that you have to constantly reevaluate your goals. And so I'm going to go a little bit backwards in what you just said because I, I want to point it out. Lip Talk Nation, what an inspiring thing. And there's something so tangible. And so I want you to wipe your slate clean on what you think about CrossFit and even working out because Tony just said that you can constantly reevaluate your goals and your body constantly changes. But she said something very inspiring at the beginning that she saw these huge results in the first six weeks because she saw that her friends from the past were doing it and putting the two legs in one pant hole of some pants. What an incredible and inspiring thing that any of us can do. So I am a cheerleader for you as well. I'm a cheerleader for people who take care of themselves and working out. And so that's what I love. And then you are like, you can work out, you have different workouts every day and you are seeing yourself doing things that you thought you could never do. And that's the other thing that stands out to me, Tony. So I want Lip Talk Nation to hold on to that too. And I want them to paint that picture. What is it that you want to do, but don't think that you can? And CrossFit just might be the answer for you. Oh my goodness. I've watched your journey in this last year and a half of how you've transformed and and just dropped the last 25 pounds and down three more pant sizes. And you are looking amazing, my friend. So what kind of obstacles have you had to overcome on your journey and how difficult was it to stay determined? I think that the biggest obstacle that I met was at the end of my first year of CrossFit. And um, I think that there's a huge lesson that comes out of that obstacle. And that's the only reason I'm going to share it because usually I'm somebody that believes that when bad things happen in your past, you build a bridge and we move on and we cross over. But at the end of my first year of CrossFit, my relationships with some people at my gym that changed my life really changed. I think that in life, you put a lot of trust in people, especially people along a journey that I was on. You know, I, I putting my trust in people that I was actually allowing to change my life, those relationships changed. And I, because of that, left my home gym. And by home gym, I mean the gym that. I had committed to as my lifestyle change and I believed had committed to me. And so I actually had to find a new gym, a new CrossFit facility here in Pensacola. And so I did that. And I think that the biggest obstacle was those days when I did not want to go to that new gym. You know, I missed my friends. I missed the camaraderie. I missed the coaches that I had really believed were in it for me. And I think that that was really rough. And so the drive to continue on for myself, I look back now and I think everything could have changed at that time. I could have quit. I could have given up. I could have said none of these relationships that I thought were what they were really turned out to be that way. And I could have said, you know what, this is over. And I didn't. And I pressed on. And uh, that's when I actually became a CrossFit coach myself and began coaching at another gym. And the reason I say that, and it was kind of, I don't know, it's one of those things where it makes me wonder if sharing the story is really the right thing. However, now as a coach, and now as a person who people trust and who I establish relationships with people along their journey, the thing that I can say is that no matter what, no matter who 
your catalyst is and no matter what your relationship is with them, the journey has to be yours. And regardless of what any obstacle you face is or regardless of who disappoints you along the way or regardless of who doesn't keep a promise or who you can or can't trust, that the process is yours and the journey is yours. And ultimately, everyone you come in contact with, you have the ability to inspire. So regardless of if your inspiration fails you, you then become the inspiration to yourself and to others. And I think that that's a super important thing to remember when it comes to any obstacle, whether it be people, whether it be schedule changes, whether it be moves, whether it be geography, whatever that change is, I think the most important thing is that you have to evaluate. And for me, I had to say, listen, my example is to my little girl and I don't want to be the person that I used to be anymore. So no matter how hard this is, I have to press on. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your vulnerability right now. I, you got really deep on me, and, and the, I'm sure the listeners are going, whoa, she just totally told us straight up that it's okay to have hard days. And what you also said, and what I'm hearing you say, is that you still wanted to keep moving on. And you did. When you went to the new gym, you had those days where you didn't want to go. And I asked you specifically about the obstacle, and I, I'm sure many others listening are facing a similar obstacle where they just don't want to go. They had a new move and they're even in a different state and they're not wanting to go. But you are telling me loudly and clearly what your why is to succeed. And and I love that. And I know how difficult it has been, but you also said something else that was inspiring. You said the journey has to be yours. The process is yours. And Lip Talk Nation, that is so important. Any of your takeaway right now, and some of you are struggling in your weight loss journey, or you need to be motivated to just take care of yourself, know that this journey is yours, and the process is yours. And just like Tony also said, that once the people that inspired you lose that momentum, you then have the opportunity to inspire them. Oh my goodness, Tony, that's some great stuff right now. So we have some listeners that are probably struggling physically and mentally um, with a plateau in their weight loss journey. So how would you briefly just tell us, how would you encourage them to keep going? Well, I always say, and I use the same analogy all the time, and I'm sure there are people, if you're in my inner circle and you're listening to this right now, that you're rolling your eyes because I say it all the time. But I always say that we have to treat our bodies like we would our cars. And I say that to people all the time and they roll their eyes at me and I say, okay, so you are taking your family on vacation, right? You've got the minivan loaded up, everything's packed and you run out of gas, okay? And you stop along the way and you cram Dr. Pepper and some Doritos in your van and it's going to keep going, right? It's not. And I always say, you know, we never fail in vehicular maintenance. We get our oil changed when we need to. We get our tires rotated when we need to. We get our oil changed and put gas in it. And we do everything that we need to to ensure that that vehicle that we park in our driveway or in our garage is going to get us from point A to point B. But our ultimate vehicle, our vessel, what do we do? We go all day and we say, oh, my, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I've had a cup of coffee today. 
or I was starving and I ate a roll of Mentos, or I had a Snickers for breakfast and then I ate some Funyuns for dinner. And we wonder why we hit plateaus or we can't shake the pharmaceuticals that we're on and we can't get up in the morning and we can't sleep at night. And I always say that we have one vessel. We were given one body. So if you don't take care of that body, what are you going to use to get you from point A to point B? Because it's not like a car that we can go trade in if we were to have neglected it. So if you neglect your body, what are you left with? So that's what I always say has to be your encouragement for plateaus and for for failures. Or I always say, so you ate badly yesterday. You know what? Today's a new day. We forget about yesterday. Today is a new day. And the thing, I I am a, a super passionate person. And my boot camp people always laugh at me because I always say that if you need to be coddled, you chose the wrong boot camp because mercy isn't my spiritual gift. I am who you come to when you're ready to close the penny party and get all the trash out. So I, I am somebody that says it's time to put your boots on and trudge through the water. So I'm not good at I guess maybe the sensitive issues when it comes to plateaus or failures or things like that. I say it's time to forget about it and move on. Today's a new day and we have to start over. We have to. You can't let that day determine what tomorrow is going to be. And fitness and exercise is something that I would say the general population doesn't want to do. But you know what? We tell our kids every day that they have to do things that we don't want them to do. And in life, I feel that that's the same way. You have to do this. It is one hour of your day that you need to determine what your health and longevity is going to be. So it's your responsibility. And it's you just have to say, I'm going to do this. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. Kicking and screaming. And you know what? At the end, you can say, put a check in the box and look at what I did. I did what I was supposed to do. Tony, I'm holding both arms up in the air. And those who know me know that that's the sign for willpower. You're practicing your willpower. And I love your passion. I know that you're stepping on some people's toes. And those who know you closely know your analogy that you treat your body like you would treat your car. And I love that. That's so beautiful, simple, and it should get people to want to take care of themselves. And you gave a lot of, of great analogies. You know, people get hungry. And then they decide to eat Funyuns for dinner, but no wonder they feel like dirt. You know, no wonder they have low energy. It's because they aren't taking care of themselves. And that's a, a huge passion of mine is that we need to take care of ourselves so that we can then take care of others. And a lot of society has that backwards lip talk nation. I hope that you are catching on to this. Okay, you got my spark going, Tony. <laughs> Arms up. I know the arms are up in the air. Okay, now I would love for you to share with us some of your inspirations. Who inspires you or who are some of your heroes? Um, I think that most of my inspiration now, I mean, hands down, my little girl is my inspiration to always want to do better. I want to make her proud. I want to be the mom that says, that's my mom. You know, I think that I have an incredible opportunity as well. You know, not only do I lead a boot camp where, you know, when I started this boot camp program, that was my goal. My goal was to say, look, I want people to see what I was before 
And I want you to believe that I'm in this with you. I always tell people that my commitment to them is as strong as their commitment is to me. And we are in this together and we have to be on this journey together. And so not only do I get to coach these amazing people who come to boot camp, but I also am a CrossFit coach. Thankfully, all of the relationships have been restored and I am back at my home gym. I was actually asked to come back there as a coach. And so I get to live out the dream of being able to help people where I got my start. And I absolutely love that. So some of my greatest inspiration comes from the people that hold me accountable. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I was coaching CrossFit and a guy came up after class and he said, I just wanted to say thank you. And I was like, why? Like you're sweating. You look like you're dying. You know, it's like, what do you want to thank me for right now? And he's like, I feel like I learned something every time you're my coach. And I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. I always tell people that, you know, the, the hour that I coach at boot camp or the hour that I coach at CrossFit, I want to give that person that comes to my class the best hour of their day. I want for them to be able to say, right now, I'm nobody's husband, I'm nobody's wife, I'm nobody's mom, I'm nobody's friend, I'm nobody's anything. This is me against myself. Right now, this is me making me better. And so as a coach, I have an obligation to them. You know, they've entrusted their fitness and their life and their health with me. And if I don't give them 200% of who I am, I can't ask for 100% from them. Some of the greatest inspirational stories that I've heard is from some of the people that I coach. I just got a message the other day from a young lady that I coached that said that she's down 20 pounds because of some of the advice that I gave her. And some of my favorite stories, one of my boot camp members is a preschool teacher and she came to boot camp one day and she said, yesterday I got up off the floor from playing with the kids without having to use a chair or a table. And I'm like, I'm like you, both arms up. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, that's success. Another one of my favorite stories is one of my boot camp members uh, went on date night with her husband at the Grand Marlin here on Pensacola Beach. And apparently I haven't been there, but there are three flights of stairs. And she said that she had been there before and they had to take the elevator because she couldn't climb the stairs. And she said that they went a few months ago and they were climbing up the stairs. This is after she had been a member of my boot camp for about two months. And uh, she said, thank God that they were talking and here they are talking about their week, talking about the kids. And she said, the next thing I know, we're at the door to, at the hostess station to check in. She said, I turned around and I slapped my husband on the arm. And I said, I just walked up all of those stairs and I didn't even know it. She's like, I wasn't even out of breath, Tony. And I was like, that is why I do what I do. Like, it has absolutely nothing to do anymore, like, for me with what I've done with my life or my physical change. My inspiration comes from the fact that people have entrusted me with their life and with their goals. And the fact that they see change because of something I've done, not only because I always say they do the work, I just gave them the avenue, really. You know, it's like you have to do the work. I gave you, you listen to what I said and look, it worked. And that is the greatest inspiration I could ever ask for in my life. Oh, I'm so glad that you have shared some of those stories because I wanted to ask you and Lip Talk Nation, can you hear Tony's passion? Yes, you can. I know when we get together, we are very energetic and you can hear it 
obviously in our interview and our time together, but listen to what she just said. She had so many success stories, people climbing stairs who used to not be able to do it, people getting up off the floor and having to use a chair and now they don't have to. Wow, Tony, you are certainly contagious. I know Lip Talk Nation is going to be all about you and loving you so much. And I really appreciate your time and your vulnerability. So I am so curious. Lip Talk Nation knows this. You might even know this about me too, but I love positive affirmations. I love talking to yourself. So I'm curious, do you have any positive affirmations you say, a daily mantra or a morning routine that you would like to share with us? I have to say, well, my morning routine is that I walk to the coffee pot. So that's my morning routine. But we absolutely have family mantras and we believe that our family motto is if you can't see the good be the good and we live by that all the time like there are so many places and the world is filled with such negativity and we always say if you don't see the good and then our little girl will answer be the good and so that is who we are that is truly our family motto and it is mine as well like that is what I always want I want people to know that I can always find the good and um the other thing that we always say is, and I always say to myself, is that I have to be my best self. Like, to me, I put something on Facebook not too long ago, and that is that mediocrity is happy with climbing halfway up the mountain. And in this life that I was given, and with this passion that I was given, and with the talent that I was given, I don't ever want to squander that. And I never want anybody to say of me, she was totally happy being okay. I don't ever want to be okay. I want to be great at everything I do. I want to inspire. I want to, I want people to see me and desire to be different. I want badly to be the catalyst for change. I would love there are so many things I, I could really go on for days right now because I, there are just so many things that I would love to inspire young girls to stop with the negative self-talk. I want every mom to put a bathing suit on and do a cannonball in front of their kid because their kid would think it was the greatest thing ever and they would never notice if there was a dimple on the back of their mom's leg. You know, my friends who become obsessed with the scale or anything like that. And I look at them and I'll be 40 next month. And I look at my friends who have like four kids and I'm like, your body grew four humans inside of like, you should look at the scale as being beneath you. You know what I mean? It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like you grew humans. How do you not think you're awesome? I have another friend who she has three daughters and she beat cancer. And I'm like, you need to wear a cape. Like every day you should wear a cape to work because you are incredible. And nothing about a number on a scale or what size is in the back of your jeans defines you. Tony, you have me tearing up right now. You are so <laughs> right. And this is my passion too. We are, we are very like-minded right here. And I love that you have this mantra, this family mantra, if you can't see the good, be 
the good. And I am really holding on to this. I needed to hear you say that as well, but I'm very much on board with everything that you're doing. Exactly. Get on that, you know, get the bathing suit on, do the cannonball. Who cares? Oh my goodness. Lots of emotions right now. And I'm sure the listeners are feeling it as well. So I want to switch gears a little bit, Tony. And thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. Now it's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. We call this our lightning round. The questions are simple, Tony, and easy to answer. So just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I am ready. Dun, dun, dun. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Well, being a CrossFit girl, there are always things that you struggle with. And honestly, I think at this point in my CrossFit journey, I wish that my superpower was that I was a super kipper because it would be able to, oh, I would do so many more things that I, kipping is how you can speed up your pull-ups and your toes bar and it's such a timing thing. And apparently I'm, I don't know, rhythmically challenged or what, but I don't know, kipping, I wish was my superpower. Awesome. I love it. How do you like your coffee? Black with a sprinkle of cinnamon. Ooh, impressive. What's your most embarrassing moment? Well, I don't embarrass easily. I know you're shocked by that. Like, uh, I don't know. But gosh, I remember one time I was at youth camp uh, growing up in the church. We went to youth camp every summer and uh, we were playing like a trivia round, like the entire campground we were in the cafeteria and we were all playing this trivia thing and the question was what is the shortest bible verse in the bible and i grew up going to church every sunday morning every sunday night every wednesday night i bible quiz that did everything and i said god is love and literally laura like there was this collective moan in the entire cafeteria from all and i was like what what did i do and so the mc at the time was like um everybody what is the shortest bible verse in the bible and in unison the entire camp said jesus wept and i was like how did i miss that like i don't know i didn't know that and my mom i don't know if my mom was more embarrassed than i was but um it was not it was definitely not my most religious prized moment i can say that so Oh, and see you laugh because you know you would have laughed yeah, at me in the, exactly. the youth camp too. By far the best, most embarrassing moment, at least for those who are <laughs> who know the scriptures and know the Bible, will guess right. We'll get a good kick out of that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what is one thing that you can't live without? The sun. My husband says all the time I'm solar powered. If I lived in the Pacific Northwest, I don't know that you'd be having an interview with the same person. I I literally am solar powered. I need the sun. I'm a Florida girl through and through. Too many days of rain and I just, I need the sun. You make me smile. Yeah. What's your favorite color? To wear or to look at? Oh, to look at. Turquoise. Boom. I love it. Oh, thank you so much, Tony, for sharing these fun facts about you. I know that uh, the listeners truly are going to get a lot of value from you. I know I have already, and you have inspired me to be more. As we wrap up the interview, I want to ask you, what is your hugest aha moment that you've had so far to continue pushing yourself moving forward? Um, I think that my biggest aha moment in what my gift is and what my mission is was um, two weeks ago, I was coaching a Saturday morning boot camp class and I had 17 people in attendance. 
And I always like to go around the room, especially when there's a lot of new people. And I ask everybody to say their name. And usually I do something fun, like tell me your favorite joke or, you know, I, I ask a funny, would you rather question or things like that, because I love creating camaraderie in the group, but I also, it helps me to remember their name. And I just love that instant beginning of relationship establishment. So anyway, I had 16 women in the room and one man at this boot camp last two Saturday mornings ago. And my warm up question was, give me your name and tell me your best physical feature. And Laura instantly in front of me, 16 women looked like deer in the headlights. And they were more frightened of the question that I had just asked than they were about the workout that they were looking at on the board. And I thought, we have work to do. We have work to do. If you cannot say one thing about yourself that is phenomenal, then we have to work on this because we all say, and I I know that you and I are close to the same age and and I have a lot of friends who are the same way and they're super self-critical and we're raising daughters and we don't want them to be that way, but yet somehow we can't embrace ourselves for who we are. And that was my aha moment. That was me. I, I need, we need to change this. I need to get people on board with my mission of saying, look, I want you to be healthy and I want you to be strong. But if you don't look a certain way or represent a certain number on the scale, you have to let that go because you are healthy and strong. And I think that that's it. I think that my greatest aha moment is knowing and now knowing because since then I've gotten emails that said, look, you inspired me to go back through some old pictures or, you know, think about what I wasn't able to do six months ago in the gym. And thank you for putting that out there today and making me find a positive in myself because I didn't realize that I don't. And that that's my aha moment. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me driving ahead. I would love to, you know, really have an opportunity to speak to young girls and say, look, you know, you are great the way that you are. You have to take care of your body and you have to be a good person and you have to be kind. But we don't need to worry about what size your jeans are and what the number on the scale says, because that's not who you are. You have beautiful eyes and you have strong legs and you have arms that can carry a baby. And they're just so many things that define us that a question about what makes us great should never cripple us. This is huge. Tony, I'm nodding my head right here. Yes, I am very intensely listening to you. Huge. Lip Talk Nation, it is that self-critical talk that you couldn't, you're people, oh my goodness, had a difficult time saying one positive thing about themselves. So yes, let's join the movement, Lip Talk Nation, and start talking good thoughts and speaking positive words over yourself because your kids are listening and they're watching. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much for being on Life in Purple and being vulnerable and sharing your story with us. Where can we find out more about you and the projects that you are working on? Well, I am currently working on a lot of things. I'm expanding my educational credentials right now. I'd like to move into 
just constantly evolving my training. I will always be a boot camp coach and a CrossFit coach. You can find me at Mako CrossFit on most days. My Facebook page is Tony Odom. You can email me at tonyodom at yahoo.com. Um, my boot camp page, if you want to see some amazing videos and photos of the people who allow me to inspire every day, uh, that is Mako Fit Boot Camp on Facebook. I also eventually have goals of being the coach in Pensacola where high school athletes, girls especially, I find that girls aren't getting in the weight room when they should and we're not creating strength when we should. And I would love to expand my training opportunities into real body awareness among young women, um, helping them embrace their bodies, be better athletes, teach them how to move correctly, basic injury prevention, things like that. I'd love to continue the work that I do with boot camp. I love my CrossFit people and I love practicing CrossFit myself. I, I don't want anybody to put a lid on me, Laura. There's no, <laughs> there's no telling. There's no telling. I, I have big dreams and big aspirations. I just hope that I get to see everything that's in my head come to fruition. Oh, it will. I'm going to claim that for you. Lip Talk Nation, Tony, you can hear her passion. Oh, and I have it as well. Great things are happening for you, Tony, and you are truly an inspiration, and especially going to be an inspiration to those young girls who need to make their bodies stronger. Oh, it has been a pleasure having you on the show, Tony. Thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you've enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I want to hear from you. So send me an email to lara at laraspragg.com. And if you haven't had a chance to download my new ebook, How to Face Your Fears and Live a Life with Passion, go to liptalklearn.com and you can download it for free, which is normally $29. There you go. I said it, it is for free and you also get a workbook that is included. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.